You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake the booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host. Now, if you have not heard of the gaming streaming platform called Twitch, then You need to get your head from out under that rock and get your life together because Twitch is all the rage. I am pleased to present to you our guest on this episode, Bruce Green, who has been streaming on Twitch since 2017. He's made a name for himself on the platform and he's been making content on the internet for around 15 years. He knows a little something about gaming, getting started over at G4, and he went to Twitch, fell in love with the community aspect, and how engaged and active everyone was. Now, Twitch, of course, has started off as a gaming platform, but it's more than that now. People podcast on there, and Bruce himself actually created a ghost hunting show on Twitch and live streamed on there. So we're going to talk about his ghost hunting show and also so much more. So as I tell you guys, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast with guest Twitch streamer Bruce Green. So Bruce, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to Black Girl Nerds. It's a pleasure and I really love what you are doing in the Twitch space. I understand that you have been on this platform since 2017. My my first question to you, and in content creation and building information and building just a community online is not anything new for you. You've been doing this for quite some time, but what led you to want to go to Twitch specifically and, and build the kind of content that you've created over the last few years since since 2017? So firstly, uh, it's my absolute pleasure to join you, Jamie. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, and then second of all, in terms of uh, in terms of Twitch, when I started in 2017, I was I was streaming on both Twitch and YouTube at the same time. And I was like, oh, let's try streaming. It'll be, you know, let's see what happens. And uh, immediately I noticed a difference on Twitch, which was that the community of people there was nice. (laughs) Uh, It's literally that simple. It was like one of those things where YouTube was just filled with a bunch of people, you know, like just throwing comments into the void and everybody thinks that nobody sees what they're saying on YouTube. But on Mm -hmm. Twitch, it felt like I was talking to real people because I was. Um, and it was, that's really nice. Uh, and that has been a consistent experience of mine on Twitch for as long as I've been streaming. And honestly, why I focused on it, because the people there, uh, not only have been incredibly inviting and nice and and also like, we just have real conversations in chat. Uh, and I've gotten to know these people over the course of years. Um, not to mention that the support that I have received 
on Twitch is just insane. It's crazy uh, how willing people have been to support my stream and my content on Twitch. Uh, so the community there is just like, I'm just the luckiest person in the world to have the people I have there. Um, but that's that's what it boils down to. It was just like initially I noticed, hey, everybody's pretty nice here. <laughs> well, let's unpack that a little bit because you're on other social media platforms outside of Twitch, right? So you, you're you exposed to other online communities. So when you say that the Twitch community is nice, how are they different compared to Twitter communities or the YouTube community? What makes them um, stand out as far as how they're supportive to you as a content creator compared to those other communities? Yeah, so Twitter and YouTube, and to a lesser extent, TikTok, which I'm still kind of learning, but, um, and Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Th those are, those communities, um, there's a disconnect between the response that you receive from someone on Twitter and your comments. So you'll, you'll, you'll send a comment out on Twitter, on YouTube, whatever it is, and then hours later, maybe, you'll get a response, or not at all. Um, and even streaming on YouTube, that same attitude of YouTube comments came to the YouTube live platform where again, people just assume that whatever they're writing, no one's going to see, <laughs> which is a really funny thing because everybody sees it. It's on the internet. Um, right. so the opposite happened on Twitch. I noticed that there was direct and immediate feedback. So I'm playing a game or I'm talking to people and I see people in chat immediately ask me a question with regards to my thoughts on something. And then we have an actual conversation. Uh, that I have not seen on any other platform as much. Um, I just haven't seen the dialogue. And for me, in the especially in the last couple of years, boy, oh boy, the, uh, opening up a nuanced dialogue about things is so important if we're going to talk to people, anyone <laughs> on the internet um, or anywhere else. And that's the kind of uh, interaction that I love are real human interactions where we can talk about things and we can agree or we can disagree or whatever. But we both come off respecting each other after that dialogue. Yeah. And I mean, the internet still has its share of trolls. Have you had that experience with some of the folks that come into your chat every once in a while? Oh, no, it's, it's, it's almost constant. I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing. But the majority of people on on Twitch and even new people that, that pop into Twitch are great. And uh, I, yeah, I, I'll get a troll almost every day. But mm. the, usually, usually the way I deal with those people is I try to convert them into real people, meaning they come in and they're trolling or whatever. And I'm like, hey, 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 are you having a bad day? Are you having a bad day? What's going on? And then if they want to talk, then they'll talk. And all of us in chat will kind of like rally around them and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, let's chat or not. Just chill, hang out, watch the stream, whatever. Uh, we'll have sort of that little, you know, that little uh, gather around moment. And then if they don't want to, if they just want to be a troll, then I'll time them out. I put them in the corner for a second, give them about 10 minutes or so to like sort of gather themselves and collect. And then occasionally people will come back from the timeout and go, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, there it is. We did it. We had the dialogue. Yeah. Um, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. And uh, I, I mean, everybody on the internet is a person. So why don't we all treat each other like people? I love that. It sounds like there's like a little therapy session that kind of happens with your community when those trolls sometimes enter. It's the shortest therapy session in the world. <laughs> I, so don't, don't, don't ever think of it as therapy. It's more of like, 
just like uh, imagine somebody walks into a party filled with a bunch of people that like, you know, probably kind of know each other a little bit. And then one person's just in a corner screaming about nothing, right? Like someone's probably going to go over there and be like, hey, what's up? Like, do you want to talk? Like, is there some something going on? And if they continue screaming, they'll get kicked out of the party. <laughs> but right. if they stop, then then like we all get to hang out. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. Let, let's talk about Ghost Hunt. You live streamed going into haunted houses and the production value on the live stream was really impressive. So tell me about the work that went into producing those episodes. Oh, man. Um, the haunted houses are like some of my favorite things I've ever done ever. So just for people that are listening, what we did was uh, we took four streaming backpacks. So just think of a camera on somebody's shoulder as streaming live to their channel on Twitch. And then I took four people and they all streamed their perspectives simultaneously. Uh, but we were in real haunted locations here in Los Angeles and actually looking for ghosts. Like I'm not bullshitting about that. It's one of those things where like, that's what we did. We went in with the tools that ghost hunters use. Uh, I call it phasmophobia in real life, which I don't know if you've played phasmophobia, the ghost hunting game, but that's what it is. It's, it's, you know, you go with, uh, an EMF reader or uh, a temperature gauge or, um, a Ouija board or whatever. Uh, and then we went to real haunted locations in Los Angeles. Now you can believe or not believe it doesn't matter to me. It was just more about going to these supposedly haunted locations and actually looking for ghosts. Uh, it took, I want to say it's like three months of production work about, um, where me and my producing partner, Jeremy were scouting locations for about three months, uh, making sure that we could go to them and do what we were going to do, which is stream. Um, you know, renting the the truck with all the uh, equipment inside of buying all the equipment on Amazon. By the way, if you just go on Amazon and search ghost hunting equipment, you'll find it. <laughs> uh, it's it's wow. really it's really funny. Yeah, you'll just find all that stuff that you can you can use, and it's all like you know twenty bucks or whatever. It's it's super cheap. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it but it took a really long time to get the locations, and then I also just sort of started reaching out to. Uh, people that Twitch had hooked me up with and people that I knew to stream this. And I also wanted everybody to go in with an open mind. Uh, again, completely fine if you don't believe or you do believe. Um, but I would love if you went in with an open mind. That's That was the bottom line. This wasn't me trying to lie about like, well, like, like let's fake a ghost encounter or anything like that. And uh, the results, just so you know, after the after the four ghost hunts, we never really found a ghost, but there were a couple of times we had some weird coincidences happen. So take oh. that. Yeah, take that uh, what you will. But um, yeah, it was really fun. I uh, it, it was it was a, a lot of production work because, again, it was just me and one other person. And then uh, I brought on a couple other producers for the actual show itself. But uh but it was really, really fun. Man, I loved it. You guys look like you had a lot of fun. And, and you know, going back to the quality of the live stream, like I said, it looked really good. And you mentioned that the ghost hunting equipment, you can go on Amazon and it's like 20 bucks. But I would imagine the actual production equipment to film is not so inexpensive. So, like, how do you get it to look so good while you're live streaming? Yeah, that was that's the hardest part. So um, the streaming backpacks, 
are exactly what you think they are, which is they're a camera hooked up to the internet and they have to be able to stream. Uh, and so if you've ever tried to stream from your phone or whatever while walking around, it's really hard. Uh, and those streaming backpacks, actually Twitch had them. I was able to borrow those. So that, that was great. However, when you bring them to any location, you don't know if there's going to be an internet connection there and a strong enough one to stream. So I had to take those backpacks down to each location and wander around for like three, four hours to make sure that I could actually, you know, the cell towers were there and that the streaming connection was good or that we had Wi-Fi. Most places we went to did not have Wi-Fi. So, uh, and even, even Wi-Fi wasn't very good. Like we went to a mansion um, that had supposedly had Wi-Fi, but as soon as we went into the basement, it was gone. So it was like one of those things where we just had to make sure that if we lost a connection in one place, somebody else was streaming somewhere else that they could then see uh, another perspective because that's just part of it. When you're trying to stream uh, live like that, especially outdoors, you have no idea if any of that stuff's going to work. Uh, and that was pretty consistently the, the biggest hurdle. Uh, so I'm glad to hear that you were like, man, the production quality looked great because yeah. man, oh man, it was, I had, we, we did weeks of testing to make sure that it, it all worked. The Black Girl Nerds podcast will return in just a moment. Today's episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast is brought to you by. Hi, I'm Tracy Dion, author of the New York Times bestselling and award-winning novel Legendborn. I'm so excited to welcome readers back into Brie Matthews' world with its sequel, Bloodmarked. You'll discover ancient mysteries, King Arthur legends reimagined, and Black Girl magic. Check out Legendborn and Bloodmarked, books one and two in the Legendborn cycle, available wherever books are sold. I mean, it, it looked like something you'd see on a, a broadcast television show. It doesn't look like a live stream on the internet, you know? Thank you so. very much. That's That was the goal. <laughs> that was the goal, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, uh, you have another show, uh, Nerve Center, and that's also very well produced. You have animation, comedy segments, you've got guests, performances. How do you plan these episodes and how big of a team do you have producing that show? So this is, I'm, I can't take much credit for this because this is a team of about 20 people, maybe wow. closer, closer to 25, producing this show on a daily basis. Like they're I'm, they kind of bring me in for meetings and stuff, but they're doing all the hard work. Like this is a, it's a production company called Wildcatter and um, they're all good friends of mine now because we've done like nine, 10 episodes of the show. But uh, yeah, they're the ones that are coming to me being like, Hey, what about this? Or Hey, what about this? And then like, we'll kind of bounce ideas back and forth, but they're, they're putting all the hard work in uh, they're doing all the, all the legwork. And yeah, it's a, it takes a very large team to put that show on. Whereas it looks like just me sitting in a box, you know, um, it's totally not. There's a lot of people uh, that are putting together all those segments and getting all those interviews together, which is really hard. Like, again, uh, technology never works <laughs> the way you want it to <laughs> ever. And uh, we, you know, we're doing five, six, seven uh, interviews on Discord in two hours with a with possibly multiple people um for a bunch of different segments so you have no i like you don't know if their connection is going to go down or if their audio is going to be broken or whatever so they're the people that i work with are just amazing and doing a fantastic job on nerve center when you say interviews on discord explain to me how that works are are you setting up the pre-production aspect of building the show through the discord channel and then streaming that out to twitch or how does that work this is all 
it's all pretty traditional broadcast uh, in the sense of the like technology that they are using, the production crews using. They're you know they're using like a vmix and a switcher and like lots of lots of different different stuff to get that together. But the way we bring people in for those interviews is on Discord, and we'll we'll just we'll put them on Discord, uh, make sure they got their video turned on, and then hope that everything goes. You know, like it's that's kind of the way. And like sometimes we'll throw it through vmix, and vmix is also the same way. It's like I hope that it works. Uh, that's how we pull people in. That's just uh, it's all it's all remote. So it all kind of comes through Discord or Remix or whatever else. And it's pretty similar to the way I think, you know, normal people would use Discord. Uh, it's just then we put it through uh, all the different broadcast spaces of, you know, graphics and like I said, vMix and normalizing the audio, et cetera, et cetera. That's fascinating. What, what advice do you have for content creators that are just getting started on Twitch, that are inspired by channels like yours and that want to produce content but they may not have the resources to have like a big production team to get started. Yeah, um, man, my advice has always been the same, which is the first and foremost is just do it. Like, it's like, even if you have this grand idea, if you have this huge idea and you're like, oh, it's gonna cost so much money, it takes so much time, pare it down. Like really get down to the bones of what you can do on your own and then just do it. Uh, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's absolutely true. Um, if you've got a huge, you know, $50,000 idea that you're like, well, it can't be anything else. Well, then think of another idea. Think of something that is easier for you to do because you don't have those resources. You don't have those people. Um, that's kind of why I love Twitch streaming just on my own, because uh, if I can't, you know, execute those giant ghost hunt ideas every, every day, then I can go and make content on my own. And, and that's what I like to do. So that's my number one. Uh, my number one thing is don't make excuses, just do it. <laughs> uh, because really, it's really easy in production just to, to put obstacles in front of you and be like, never mind, I'm not going to do it. Uh, so instead, just, uh, you know, overcome those obstacles and then do it. And then my second piece of advice is be consistent. So once you figured out something that you want to do, uh, like streaming or whatever else, um, pick a time and be consistent. So every Wednesday pops up and that's Wednesday's your streaming day or Wednesday's your, you know, upload a video day, upload a video stream. <laughs> right. It's, it's really that simple. And I only say this to people that want to make it a job. Um, if they don't want to make it a job, if they want to just create content, whenever, then do whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, but yeah. if you want to turn it into a, a job, if you're like, like, I feel like I could focus on this and this could be my career. Be consistent um, because uh, people, your audience will then know, oh, OK, well, I know that, you know, Jamie's on every Wednesday, so I'm going to go watch Jamie on Wednesdays. Uh, that's the that's probably generally the the easiest and most potent advice. And then beyond that, it's all details. So, yeah. Now, for those who want to make it into a career, right? Um, I mean, you've been on Twitch since 2017. You've seen the hills and valleys of the the platform. I I guess for some people, they may think, wow, there's so many people on Twitch now, especially after the pandemic. And there was just sort of this influx of streaming that happened that really helped boost the platform. So what would you say to those folks that just kind of feel a little intimidated by the fact that, okay, well, there's a lot of people on this platform. 
I might get lost in the noise and maybe there might not be a space for me to be able to monetize or to really build an audience because there's already an audience for everybody on the platform already. Uh, absolutely, Jamie. That's This is something I hear often too, which is like, well, how are people going to discover me? Um, and the answer is they're going to discover you. Uh, it'll probably just take some time. So that's kind of what I mean by staying consistent is you're going to run into times where like you feel like nobody's watching and you feel like no, nobody's around and you're just going to have to keep doing it. Um, and again, this is for people who want to turn it into a career. Uh, if you really love it, then, then you'll do it. <laughs> That's just the bottom line. Um, and it's okay if you're discouraged, that's all right. It's not a big deal. That happens to everybody, right? Totally fine to be discouraged. That said, if you want to continue with it, continue with it. Uh, that's a very important concept that I don't know that people say often enough. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out here forcing you to do anything. It's not me being like, well, you got to do it. Even if you're having a terrible day, it's like, no, it's just, just about being consistent, getting yourself into the mindset to make content. Um, even if you are discouraged, cause everybody gets discouraged. We're all doing, we're all going through the same thing. Um, and, uh, also to your question about, um, audience where you're like, well, you know, I, everybody's already has an audience. That's mm -hmm. literally never true. There's always, there's always an audience for, uh, for people on Twitch or on YouTube. And it, that's the, that's the great part of being on a giant platform is that your content will find an audience. Uh, one other little thing to add, if you're feeling like you're stuck in that rut and you, I've been making content for a year or whatever, and no one's watching, start branching out to other platforms, start trying uh, TikTok, start trying Instagram, see where you, where one of those things can funnel into the content you're making. Um, Cause you might actually find uh, a better spot somewhere else. And then your audience is found somewhere else. It happens. Uh, but that's, that's one way of doing it. My, my last question to you is, um, I mean, you've done a lot on this platform with the show that you're currently doing now and ghost hunting. Uh, is there something that you haven't done in this space yet that you would like to try? Oh my God. There's so much. There's so much. <laughs> oh, really? oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's like, there's so much, uh, I, it's like without, you know, going into all the different ideas I've had and continue to have for Twitch, uh, I'll just kind of give you an overall view of, of that it's like i stream so that hopefully i can build an audience and build uh, a production company that will then allow me to try ghost hunting will allow me to try these larger ideas and then if one of them catches then i can be like okay well now i can do a nerve center once a week and instead of instead of a normal you know stream or whatever i'll do nerve center um and I've been very lucky again to have the audience that I do because they are, they will put up with that. Uh, and yeah, I've just got so many ideas that I would love to turn into weekly shows on Twitch. Uh, but there's a, there's a little bit of a hurdle there, which is I need to, you know, basically stream, you know, every day. And that's the, that's sort of the difference between these different, uh, platforms is like, sometimes you got to make content every day. Sometimes you, you can make it once a week. So there's a there's a fine line that I'm always trying to ride, but got some really big ideas. <laughs> At some point, I would love to execute. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I, look, as long as you love what you're doing and it looks like you are, 
I think that there is so many opportunities for you to do um, different things in this space. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here at Black Girl Nerds, Bruce. I really love your shows. Really great work. It's inspiring. I hope more people will um, check out what you're doing. And also, by the way, for our listeners, can you just give a shout out of your Twitch handle, your Twitch stream, and any other um, shows that you have on any other platforms that you want to promote? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's uh, Bruce Green. So my name, you can see it in the little background there. Bruce Green, B-R-U-C-E-G-R-E-N-E, everywhere. So all over any social media platform, YouTube, Twitch, uh, everywhere. And, and I'm kind of putting content up on basically all of those platforms every day. So um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I do. Uh, it's And it's just, it's really fun. Uh, and Jamie, thank you again for having me. Uh, I really appreciate you talking to me. Thank you. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax and Ryan Bennett. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify.